When it comes time to transition your UC operations to the cloud, there are three important stages, planning, deployment, and operation. Today, we look at number two on that list, deployment. Thomas Canty with IR is here to look at the key things to consider when it's time to implement your plan. So I guess from a deployment phase, it's, it's well, I already mentioned this around that, that adoption, starting to track adoption, how users are adop- how users adopting and using the service, um, ensuring that from, from, the, from, from the delivery stage, um, ensuring that monitoring management is set in day one, um, that can really kind of ensure that uh, you have proactive, you really need proactive resolution of issues as quickly as possible. Um, so you can actually reduce your support costs um, as well as kind of having training programming, key training programs involved if there's any kind of change, especially if there's changes from how users are used to using um, traditional systems. One of the things that might be a, a hurdle or, or might be a concern, I guess we should say, for a manager considering this type of migration is what could go wrong? So here in the deployment phase, what could potentially and what typically do you see that goes wrong? I guess, I guess definitely if you haven't done the planning up front, um, uh, you can get poor quality experiences, a lot of failures. Um, you can have expect you can have um, you can have inflated expectations around uh, how, how quickly uh, the rollout will take. So I, I guess really, really the, all the risks relating to the deployment phase really really relate to how well you do the plan, how well you do the assessment, as well as the the processes the, 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 that that kind of thing, old age people process technology all that framework you set up for, for kind of starting to uh, look at ongoing, ongoing, o- ongoing monitoring maintenance um, and kind of building all, that, building all that infrastructure up at that stage from day one. And this is where you really, um, you know, where you talk about the schedule of migration. This is, is there's a lot of focus on that in terms of, of the schedule of, of the different changes in the, the the migration during the deployment phase right yes yeah there's a there's a i think there's a lot of planning from from an organizational perspective that makes sure you have a have kind of a clear deployment plan as well as uh one of the other things aspects of cloud cloud pbx from a deployment phase is different regions around the world have different features so you really need to understand um all your geographic all, all the geographies and when you're actually ready to deploy in a particular region, um, because for example, the US in the US there's a more maturity around cloud unified communications, but for example in Australia and especially a lot of countries around Asia Pac, they're not ready for full cloud unified communications today. So over the next kind of year or two, that that will evolve and that will become more mature. But where you are geographically situated in the world matters a lot in terms of whether you can deliver effective unified communications telephony. One of the things we have not talked about to this point um, is testing. Uh, w- at what point is that? I mean, do you talk about testing in the planning phase? Is it more prominent here in the deployment phase? Talk a little bit about the role of testing and where it fits in this whole thing. 
Um, so from a testing perspective, uh, I, think, I think assessment and testing are related. But I think, I think assessment gives you the ability prior to deployment um, to value, uh, validate whether you're getting the quality expectations. Testing gives you the ability on an ongoing basis to see, uh, to, to validate that you are delivering on the quality expectations um, uh, from a unified communications perspective. And it gives you that ongoing capability to kind of monitor and proactively see um, that you are deliver that the service is delivering the quality expectations that you are you are seeing, um, e even as you're even when you're only got a few users deployed. So testing can be really used as a validation point that you are delivering on your um, on kind of on your internal SLAs. We've talked about the importance of people, and here in the deployment phase, communication is key, isn't it? In terms of of making sure those impacted are are in the loop with what's going on and, and the process of the migration. Uh, yeah, so, so certainly I think, I think that's, I think that's, uh, I think communication on understanding uh, when they're getting that, if they are, um, if they are losing any features during that migration, being clear with them around, around that expectation um, as well as, as well as making sure they actually understand how to use the solution um, because, because people people quite often don't know actually how to new especially if they they all they have is is more, your more traditional telephony uh, telephony without unified communications that that can be that can be a migration journey that you have to go under. Let's talk about training a little bit more. I mean, who's describe that process? Who's involved? How do you do it well? Um. I, I believe from a training perspective, um, all departments within the organisation need to be involved. Um, so your your IT organisation needs to develop effective training for process for how to use the software. Um, and I guess from an IT, internal IT organisation, they need training and to understand, um, the, in, in to understand from a cloud uh, what's different about the cloud telephony, um, but really IT need to need to create the training programs, but all everyone within that organization needs to be able to support the rollout of those training programs as part of that migration. All right, what else have we not talked about that we want to be sure to mention that's an important component in the deployment phase? In the deployment phase, I guess this is, I guess deployment phase is where you're starting to track adoption because, um, so if you're a 10,000 person enterprise and you're deploying 200 users a month, for example, to the cloud, you want to understand how that deployment is going. But not only that, you also want to see what features are people starting to use as they, that they deploy, um, just so you can understand the usage profiles within your environment, as well as, for example, um, who needs what features and functions from a licensing perspective just to ensure that you've kind of got the right mix within that environment. Tracking adoption. So, so is there a, is there a right way or wrong way to do that? I mean, some, uh, you know, again, not depending on what resources are at your disposal, what kind of staff you have, is there, are there any potential pitfalls when it comes to, to this or, or, or what kind of guidance do you give to people when it comes to monitoring the tracking and helping people uh, increase their adoption of the solution? Well, I guess this comes back to objectives. So, so adoption you can track. Adoption, 
Um, uh, one aspect of adoption is you can you can track from a cost management perspective. Um, uh, are you actually giving some users too many features in your environment? Um, the other aspect is kind of what types of um, what types of unified communications they're doing. How much are they doing? Um, are they mainly doing conferencing? Are they just um, doing internal um, audio video? Um, are they setting up external meetings? Um, do they do they need sophisticated inbound and outbound calling features? So really understanding that kind of mix and that kind of profile. Um, and customers will typically go on that journey as they're adopting unified communications um, more aggressively. Um, so really understanding within the, each modality how users are using it um, and adopting those those different services is really key. And besides the obvious, what are some differences here in the deployment phase when you whether you're going hybrid or complete cloud? What are some key differences there in terms of the timing expected, the schedules, things of that nature? Uh, if you're going hybrid or if you're going complete cloud, I guess hybrid increases the complexity of your rollout, and you need to manage it well. So not only do you have uh, you, do you have um, do you have your your, your your cloud providers, but you've got a whole mix of equipment running on site, things like recession border controllers, um, things uh, uh, cloud um, cloud connectors that connect up into the into the cloud. That that there's a variety of technologies that do that. You've also got all your kind of video, potentially video, um, hard phone infrastructure. So you've got a lot. You've got your networks running on premise. So you've got a lot of, you've got a lot of. You've still got a lot of um, physical equipment running on premise, even in, especially in a hybrid mode. And you kind of have to manage and monitor that. Um, and so, from the deployment perspective, hybrid does add a level of complexity that doesn't exist. In, in, if you're only deploying pure cloud, and you have to be able to manage that effectively as you're rolling the solution out. Join us next time when we conclude our series with Thomas as we look at the final phase of this transition, the operation and optimization phase. For more blogs and podcasts, be sure to visit IR.com. <laughs>